This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Welcome back. When we last brought Drive Time to you, Congress was working on an agreement to fund the government and the Biden administration was finalizing its update to the Waters of the U.S. rule. Both issues saw resolution over the last two weeks, and you can read more in our coverage on agripulse.com. But today, the 118th Congress gaveled in on Capitol Hill and brought with it a wave of conflict that could have impacts stretching into the upcoming Farm Bill. The House of Representatives failed to elect a speaker on its first ballot early this afternoon as California Republican Kevin McCarthy lost 19 of the votes in his caucus. Subsequent ballots have also failed to get McCarthy the necessary 218 votes. Under House rules, the majority of the chamber must vote in favor of a speaker. The delay holds up the functionality of the chamber, including the naming of the House Ag Committee, which will be charged with action on the Farm Bill this year. But over in the Senate, there was no similar drama as new and re-elected senators were sworn in today. Democrats retained their majority in the Senate, leaving Michigan Democrat Debbie Stabenow as chair of the Upper Chamber's Ag Committee. One of the members sworn in for another term today was South Dakota Republican and longtime Ag Committee member John Thune. Speaking to reporters earlier today, he said the Farm Bill is a top priority of his this year, and he wants to make sure crop insurance and commodity programs are protected in the legislation. Something that, you know, going back 20 years we didn't have uh, was a functioning and, uh, and really effective crop insurance program. So maintaining that, that is the basic safety net in agriculture. And then in the commodity title of the bill, there are other uh, programs that are accessed, uh, agricultural risk coverage program, price loss coverage program uh, that farmers have access to, uh, modernizing, updating, but Thune said he's not expecting Congress will have a lot of new money to work with as it drafts the next farm bill. As we try and come up with a balanced bill, we'll have to do it at a time when we're going to have, I would guess, a uh, fairly limited baseline to work with. And anything that you add in one title of the farm bill means you're probably going to have to take away from someplace else. Thune also has his eye on updates to conservation programs in the bill. The payment limit on conservation on CRP program, for example, hasn't been updated since 1986. So we're looking at um, a number of issues related to the conservation program. And I would say in the disaster title, year in and year out, there are things that come up that we say, you know what, we didn't anticipate that, we need to fix that. And there are a number of provisions in the disaster title of the bill that uh, I think need to be modernized and updated as well. Thune says he also plans to push for country of origin labeling in the upcoming Farm Bill, which was repealed for beef and pork in the U.S. in 2015. Finally today, producers are feeling a little better about the farm economy after looking at their harvest receipts. That's the conclusion of the latest Ag Economy Barometer, which went up in its latest rollout today on the improvement of both current and future expectations. The Purdue University and CME Group measurement attributed the development to improved farm income in line with USDA's improved projections. But looking ahead, many growers are expecting a poorer farm economy in 2023, Purdue's Jim Mintert says a handful of indicators continue to lead the way. And when we ask producers to look ahead to 2023, they do expect to see weaker financial performance in 2023. Once again, we ask producers what their biggest concerns are for their farming operation in the upcoming year. And the biggest concern among producers continues to be higher input costs. That was chosen by 45% of the respondents in this month's survey. 
Number two on the list was rising interest rates, and that was chosen by 22% of the respondents in this month's survey. A growing number of producers expect a drop in farmland values over the next year, but only 15% of producers feel that way, and many still expect increases in cash rental rates in the future. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, which welcomes the members and staff of the 118th Congress. Farm Bureau looks forward to working with you on farmers and ranchers' top legislative issues. To learn more about agriculture's policy priorities, check out our congressional briefing booklet at fb.org slash briefing book. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.